Jake Hunters, welcome to the Mailbag Sin City Review Podcast. It's Monday morning and we've come off the biggest weeks racing, certainly in Victoria anyway, but uh, there was still a couple of races up at Rose Hill that took our fancy. Mark Roden and Rob Scurry joined me. Guys, how'd you find the meeting at Rose Hill and I guess the week overall from a Melbourne Cup week perspective? I um I had a quiet day on Saturday. I lost, didn't find a winner, but uh, the week was pretty good. One uh, one on Derby Day, one on Cup Day, one on Oaks Day, so um, that was all good. Uh, found it, despite a, a lot of noise and distraction, I found the racing in Melbourne to be very entertaining and enjoyable. And um, yeah, found a couple of winners in Sydney too. Rob, for yourself, it's uh, it's obviously a quieter time of year up there. But uh, how did you find the the Golden Gift meeting? Well, look, we're still it's very exciting up here. We're running around for a million dollars in the golden <laughs> gift. Um, but, yeah, I, a bit like my, I, I had a good week. Um, you know, I was following your tips in Melbourne, which were awesome, up until about race six on Oaks Day. Um, you know, and I even backed Nature Strip, which you boys sent out on top. Um, so, yeah, I, I, had, I had a good week, a uh, really good week on the punt. Rose Hill, I th- thought I saw him pretty well. Just got out in front on the, on the units. But, you know, um, hopefully people got something out of it. All right, well, we're going to take a look at the Golden Gift and the, and the Hot Danish, uh, the two feature races, because I guess the rest of the, the card was really just a, a pretty standard meeting overall. So if we have a look at the Golden Gift, first of all, 1,100 metres. Uh, Rob, we'll start with yourself. A whole bunch of two-year-olds here. Anything take your fancy in terms of type going forward? Uh, look, I, I sent out... Um, I've got the right race to go out of it. Yeah, I, I sent out the, the 100 to 1 shot on top here um, in Dorse. Um, I didn't mind the favourite up from Melbourne, uh, Tanker with, with Ben Allen. Um, look, look relaxed, look strong, but I can't see it going anywhere this time in. So, you know, not don't know what to do with that. Um, I, I think um, I sent out the, the horse around third on top, Blazer Trail. This is strong type bike like. Criterion. I, I might have said one short, but that doesn't always put me off in these sorts of races, even though 1,100 is a testing distance for two-year-olds at this time of year. But annoyingly, you know, Dame Giselle um, put, put her in the numbers, said she'd improved. She, you know, she ran a huge race um, to just go down to the horse that's run second here so you soon in the in the lead-up, which has t- turned out to be the lead-up. And for some reason, she was $16 and the other one was 7 And I really feel I missed a trick, uh, you know, not, not putting some units on it. It, it. Maybe Andrew Atkins put me off a little bit, but it was always going to map well, whereas my bet in the race endorsed mapped in hell, and that's how it turned out. Um, again, maybe he's one to follow down in class, but, um, you know, I, I, th- I think it's, it's first and third here, and see you soon is, you know, a Saturday type horse you know from a struggling stable it's funny isn't it andrew adkins his last 50 rides three wins with 11 placings ben allen last 50 rides three wins with 13 placings so it's funny that there's the i guess a perceived uh, difference in terms of the quality of a jock and their recent stats would suggest that they're quite similar uh mark for yourself did you have anything any interest in the golden gift i I, only minor these early two year olds aren't really my go um yeah, on the jockey engagement, it looked with uh, Snowden had uh, four in the race, and it looked like um, by the jockey engagements that Dame Giselle was either the third or fourth pick. You know, who else? You had um, T Clark and T Berry on stable mates. So then you, um, it looked like this one might be unfancied, but um, gee, it accelerated 
it really took off. I don't know how much to read into this. I, I just think the fact of it being a million dollar race in early November, which is just, you know, so it's just such an outlier in the two year old calendar um, compared to what we've seen in years past that what that means for <clears throat> what effect that's had on the on these two year olds preparation com uh, compared to what how they would have been prepared in years gone by, you know, aiming at the Magic Millions or Slipper or whatever they're, they're going to be set for. To get them this wound up this early is obviously a different challenge for the trainers. And um, this uh, filly obviously has uh, uh, coped with it uh, magnificently, but mm. just at face value, she looks like a very smart horse. She, I mean, she's run by nearly four lengths. She absolutely brained them. Um, beautifully bred too, out of Bayer Society. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what... Who's that a half to? Is there any, you know, blue types in the family? I don't, well, Ballet Society is a top-class mare herself. That's all I'm okay. Yeah, she. Um, I think she. She was favourite in the Stradbroke. She didn't win it, but yeah, she was. She was. You know, a group-class mare. Can you, can you remind me of the colours? Uh, Pat Highland trained. It might have been white and red. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I got it. Um, <laughs> so the winners, obviously, the one if we're talking Golden Slippers and that, those sort of races that you'd be following. Um, I. You even before your message came through, Rob, that you were going to find endorse again because you spoke so glowingly of him, glowingly of him after. Um, yeah, it was, it was meant to. I, I knew, I knew you were going to find him. The, yeah. the one I was actually, I had a small bet, uh, almost just an interest bet, really on Gravina, the the uh, the um, Godolphin cult. Oh yeah. I thought he'd finished off nicely on his debut and eleven hundred, and the pressure was going to suit him, but he did. He, 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 he does a few it. things wrong in the yard. That horse. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yes, this Dame Giselle improved. Huge run in the lead up. How's it gone around $16? Um, anyway, I guess we have to move on because you're going to get one shot at these early two year olds. And yeah, uh, missed a trick for the subscribers there. In the well, numbers. Yeah, no bet. She's not hidden now. So, you know, I imagine she spells now, but uh, when she reappears, um, yeah, no one's going to miss her. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think we say blaze, blaze the trail. Um, yeah, as I said, run short, showed good speed. You know, surely it can it can improve. I'd, I'd be, I reckon they'd be running that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. That must be in the um, that races in Criterion's colours. Must be the same owners, is it? No, sure. I don't. I don't read okay. owners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about who owns them and how much the race. You know, this, this is a disgrace. This it's worth a million dollars, and they would have got the same field if it was worth one hundred and fifty thousand or whatever the metro. You know, maybe the field wouldn't have been as big, but um, this is just. Big spunk of money uh, for no reason. Speaking of owners, how about the um, the Bush Battler John Massara having the second favourite, nearly winner of the Country Classic, Manuela? You know, he's worth twenty billion, and he's you know this is meant to be a country only race, and because his son trains out of scone, he gets a crack at the one hundred and twenty-five grand, which could make a big difference to some of these owners from up there. But there you go. Saw your tweet. Saw your tweet. Yeah. Oh, they, they should big big asterisk against the whole name. You know. Let's talk about it's a done deal now. Done deal, yeah, you know. Yeah. He got into a power and he changed the Queen Elizabeth to a four million dollar race just just yeah. when he got in. It's like just come, that's just blatant. Yeah. Uh... Um, which of course it, it won. Good bloody good horse. It'll, it's a done deal now. Done deal. Um, yeah. Little type. Um, don't miss them. Um, they're smaller, but um, they've got an engine as a whole. Anyway. <laughs> Probably talk on, to move on to this this next this mare's race. They've changed its name. It used to be a, a good race um, in the early spring. It might have been the Shiraco. Um, but yeah, Reelam in Ruby 
anyway, Pete, talk us to. Did we talk about the times in the two-year-old? What uh, is the what is the filly done, Pete? Well, in terms of the class overall, they've they've just gone even. They've gone one point four lengths fast to the six hundred, but on the adjusted figures for the day, the filly Dame Giselle has recorded the second best overall figure of the day, um, which is quite extraordinary when you uh, when you consider that there was obviously open class horses and. So forth uh, there on the card. Uh, if we just quickly review the podium, Reelam and Ruby, the winner of race seven, was the best figure overall, 9.2 lengths faster or above the overall benchmark figure. Dame Giselle was, uh, was nine lengths above, and California Longbow was third in, in 8.9 above. So what the, the Phillies has done in Dame Giselle is pretty impressive, but uh, whether it's a one-off or she can back it up, in future races, I guess we'll find out later on. But uh, if we go to race seven for the class, again, just gone even, 0.2 lengths fast to the 600. We've got every horse down to Multaja, which is fourth in the race, breaking the class benchmark. Uh, Rob, obviously you did find Moss Trip in the, in the numbers, and I, I must say I had a decent little crack at it, and it did loom up at one stage running down the straight, but couldn't quite get the stable mate there. I think it might have been slowly away. We could have been a little bit stiff there. Um, but I did find my trip in the lead-up. She ran fourth her back to the place this day, that day. Uh, this day, I backed her each way. Um, I said in the previous pods, Real Lemon Ruby, she's not a horse that I'm ever going to find. She's a little little thing, but, you know, she's professional. She does everything right in the yard. And I'm just, you know, a bit a bit sort of racist towards small, neat types. Um, Moss Trip, uh, Eldorado Dreaming wound up. Um, I think that needs to go out or needs to go to the barn. Um, just about finished. Multaja again paraded well, I thought, um, for it compared to its Warwick Farm parade a couple back. Huge money on Dyslexic, a horse of mine in the past. Um, it's like tens into sixes. Looked really well again. Mapped poorly. They did ride it with intent. Um, it's folded up a little bit. It's it's a bit of a nonny dyslexic, but you'd think around this distance in this class it would be a show, and I can see why the money's coming. It is a better than decent type. Um, the other one I, I think worth following is, is coming along nicely is this lover, lover, lover. Um, I was just going to ask just, you about that because it's apparently going to be targeted at maybe one of the Perth features. Ah, uh, really? Mm, that's what I've heard. Yeah, it's just potentially there for the for the Kingston town, from what I understand. But go, sorry, Rob, go on. Oh, just just going up in distance. I think it's off to the gong to race for a million dollars, this benchmark 85 fucking horse, um, <laughs> in two weeks. I won't be there. Um, I will actually be trying to abstain maybe from the whole day. Just turn off the phone. Just let a Saturday go. Um, but, yeah, well, I think, I think you know, she's ticking along nicely. She's a bit of a get-back run-on type. You know, it's not one for Mark, I'd, I'd be guessing, is a low-percentage play. <laughs> Interesting you should say that, actually. <laughs> I backed it on Saturday. Someone asked me before the race, what have you done in this? And I said, well, I backed a horse at a price and it can't possibly win, but I backed it in. <laughs> oh, you've gone down a little bit in my estimations, Mark. You know, you, you knew you knew it couldn't win and you backed it anyway. I just thought it's, like... run, it's run first up behind Grey Worm when it was, well, believe it or not, it was unsuited that day too. Um, I just thought, gee, this, this horse has come back well. Um, so I saw it. You know, I went looking for it, and I see it's drawn wide. It, it gets back, as always. Of course, it's going to get, get back. The jockey chain oh. terrible. Um, and I thought, well, if this falls out of a tree in the last fell and wins, I just have to be on it. So I, it wasn't a life-changing amount of money I was having on it, but I just had to be on it. And, and I thought she ran really well again. She always, you know, which is in that sort of form she always does. But you're quite, I mean, it, I should 
Yeah. It's even worse for you than I'll stick the needle in. Weren't you on Reel Em In Ruby last start? No, last two starts. Oh, last two starts. Last two starts. And she was unlucky against, um, I think it was Senora Fox first up. And then... That horse, good type. Beaten a whip uh, behind Madame Rouge last time. Yeah, uh, yeah, who yeah. looked look well again here. But, um, you know, she had the seasoning in that in that, in that that tight finish against Re- uh, Reel in Ruby against yeah. uh, Madame Rouge last start. And yeah. she's a real little, little, little racehorse, a little, little bloody trier. And, and again, you got... A, so I just thought the price was, you know, about right when, when I did the form and well, perhaps a bit short. And then I redid it yesterday and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. Third up, 1,400. Um, third up at 1,400 last time. She actually ran second to Strome, but they, they both flew that day and um, the market tuned right into where they were right. And actually, the interesting thing, both her and Madame Rouge um, coming out of the same race, nothing between them, uh, both mapped about the same uh, on Saturday, and um, Real Men Rubies jumped less than four dollars, and Madame Rouge was double figures. So the, the, the market had sorted those two out, and Madame Rouge has run last. Amazing! It didn't look like it was going to run last. It just looked like you know perfect wallop. But I was a bit sus on it at fourteen hundred for some reason. Um, yeah, and this fair enough. Yep, yeah. Real Men Ruby was crying out for fourteen hundred after the third up anyway. Yeah. And what about Moss Triff third up? Can we follow her for coming off some big SPs? Does she um, have a winner in it? I, I found her when she was she two or three when she came from last at Scone that day. Um, oh, barnstorming. Yeah, eighteen months. Yeah, I was on her that day, and I thought, wow, we have a nice horse. And she, again, she's got that iffy uh, racing style. She doesn't have to get right right back, but uh, she's certainly not non-pacer. But uh, I don't know. She's obviously she's obviously in form. Um, yeah, the big SPs. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, she's I like her. winning a race in, in this class. Well, that's what I would have thought. You know, yeah. $26 looked perfect. That was the Maybe the Atkins factor contributed to the price. Yeah, yeah, slowly away. You know, she could have finished. She's been right in the finish. Um, Nikki's gold, you know, looking for a wet track. Third, she's parading really well. This Vinnie Kunka, um, don't know what to make of the run. Paraded well, you know, good money for it. Um other than that, yeah, I think we've said it all. Yeah. Indeed we have. It's probably a pretty tricky meeting to take uh, something out of it. Um, do you guys have a horse to follow at all? Oh, look, uh, in the, the next race, race eight, I sent out seven and nine as a bet. We had, again, we had a good price in the numbers, uh, Stefan, which is one, but um, I put money on this. Pakiri, it mapped in hell and it turned out that way. I think it's only got beaten three lengths. Um, huge run. Uh, Pakiri, race eight, can win in equal class, which is, I don't know what this was, it's a benchmark 78. These are barely, you know, I guess it is. We are now off season, so the benchmark 78, you know, there's benchmark 78s in August, September with really good horses, and then there's benchmark 78s in November, December with, um, you know, the B and C graders. Mark Roden, for yourself, any horses to follow out of the Golden Gift meeting? Uh, yeah, well, my, um, on Sydney anyway, my only collect for the day was uh, on Desert Path, who was scratched at the barrier in race three. Um, <laughs> I'm the mighty f- Humboldt current. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think had he not hurt himself, he, that was a, a winnable race for him. With the, the favourite was playing everything else. You know, Curata Princess has run second at fifty to one. 
it, it was probably a winnable race. Uh, assuming he's come through unscathed, if there, if there is an equally abysmal mile and a half race in the next seven to ten days, midweek or Saturday, um, he can win. I reckon he was ready to win on Saturday. And Rob, you mentioned Emanuela earlier. I thought it sounded familiar from my notes point of view. The horse is actually in foal, so that was probably the last throw at the stumps there for the uh, for the Masara team, and it still runs second to Ready for Danger. So. Uh, it would have been one for the hashtag breeders there if it got up and won the country classic in its last ever start. Oh, that's like Heart. Zillion if, if she'd managed to win the country classic too, wouldn't it? Oh, just like Hartnell, just you know, just such a heartwarming story, you know. Uh, for the for the sheik Hartnell, off he goes. He's, he's, he he has covered the sheik in glory. Such a great horse, Hartnell. I, I am I'm I'm being um, facetious. Yeah, but but I love the horse. But, you know, I've got questions about the whole operation in terms of, um, you know, the boss of Saudi Arabia is a slightly dodgy guy. And, Rob, we've just had a question from across the room here at Betfair headquarters. What about Shadow Hero versus Warning? Uh, look, just put him on a, on a good three um, head-to-head. I'd love to see it. We all saw, saw what Sydney did to the Melbourne. Um, the Sydney horse is generally better. Uh, look. I'll, I'll never know, but I'm, I'm, I've never seen this warning. Um, obviously, pretty exciting out of the same sire as the Melbourne Cup winner. Um, but, yeah, Shadow Hero is proper horse, proper horse, and I don't think it got to show its wares on a wet track. Um, but, you know, happy enough. Thanks for finding warning, as I, I didn't... I won on the race in the end. But, yeah, all right. Well, wonder Dicko. Wonder Dicko, maybe. Potentially, Racing New South Wales might need to start injecting some more money into their staying races because clearly they're... Ranks are maybe a little bit thin when it comes to comparing them against the, the Mexicans. Uh, that was a follow-up comment there from across the room. So, uh, we'll, we'll... Scone form almost won the Oaks. That, there we go. Uh, look. Oh. Hang on, what, is that Never Listen that they're talking about? Yeah, I think Never Listen. Uh, well, it didn't almost right. Yeah, okay, it ran second, but Miami Bound's beaten it by about half a furlong, hasn't it? It wasn't Digger McClellan on? Yeah, he was, and... You know, something, some grinding staying filly with no form always either wins or runs a hole in the oaks. It's a terrible race. Oh, it's magnificent, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> guys, it's been a, a very busy week. Uh, it's good to have you both on board. And look, we'll, we'll be back to review whatever the feature is uh, this weekend. Mark Roden for yourself, the week ahead for Champion Bets and Winning Edge Investments. What does it look like? Um, we've got the return of Friday nights um, this week at Canterbury. Are you going to that, Rob? No, unfortunately not. But I am going to... Newcastle. Newcastle Broadmeadow. I've got some unfinished business with Newcastle Broadmeadow. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I'm fucking due a win there because it's <laughs> almost been my most successful track in the last 15, 20 years. And last couple of times I've lost. So um, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be getting an early train and uh, get there for the one million dollar hunter. Excellent. And uh, yeah, so there's Canterbury Friday night. Uh, yes, the hunter on set that Newcastle. And just a provincial meeting at Hawkesbury on Wednesday. Um, one of my favourite tracks. I'm, I'm the only person in Australia who likes Hawkesbury, but I'm glad they're racing here on Wednesday. So we'll, uh, yep, look forward to that. All right, sounds good. We'll talk again next Monday morning. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.